An entitled Karen has to get escorted off of public pool property by the police after she refuses to get her son out of the pool during a thunderstorm. I worked as a lifeguard for many years back in high school and in my first summer after college. I usually loved it, but we would get the occasional Karen with her bratty kids at the pool sometimes. My favorite story happened this past summer. That day was supposed to be a great day. It was stormy out. I was working a double with my favorite manager and the other co-workers that I liked, and our supervisor brought us Sonic during the the thunder breaks. It was all overall going really well. That is until this Karen and her kid came up. During one of the thunder breaks, we were all sitting in the grand office finishing up our food. A little kid, probably four or five, came up to us and started demanding that we share some of our tater tots with him. It's a rule that lifeguards can't give patrons any of our personal food for safety reasons, such as allergies. So we offered him some snacks from our snack bin that we use when a kid gets tired or dehydrated. He threw a fit because apparently goldfish were beneath him, and he screamed about how unfair it was. We told him to leave the guard area and said the snack offer was still on the table if he wanted it. The kid immediately ran out of our office to his mom. He's crying, snot bubbling, and screaming about how we get snacks and he doesn't. And this is where the entitled Karen comes storming up to our office and starts threatening to report us to our supervisor for eating on the job and apparently for rubbing it in our patrons' faces that we have food and they don't. She then started berating us about how we weren't allowing anybody in the pool due to it being a bit stormy, claiming that we were lying about the thunder. At this point, we were all annoyed. We explained that we can't give personal food to pool patrons as it's against the rules, and that everyone is out of the water due to it being unsafe. We even pulled up a radar and showed her that there were lightning strikes within five miles of the pool. Of course, she wasn't having it, and she stormed off. At this point, most of the pool patrons were leaving because the storm was only getting worse, so we figured she'd give us dirty looks and then leave. But oh boy was I wrong. Instead of being a reasonable and rational human being, she proceeds to tell her kid to go for a swim and that if any of us try to get him out, that he would start screaming as loud as he can. Of course we couldn't just let the kid swim in the middle of a thunderstorm, so we had my manager call the supervisor and the other co-worker and I went to go convince the kid to get out of the pool. It was raining, there was thunder, and this kid was just splashing away. We told him that he needed to get out of the pool because it wasn't safe. But the second I stepped into the water, the kid let out the most ear-piercing scream I'd ever heard. Then the entitled Karen ran over and started screaming, She's hitting my son! Someone help! She then tried to physically pull me out of the pool. Unfortunately for her, my supervisor had just arrived, and he was already on the phone with the police. She was screaming, the kid was screaming, and I was fuming. I wanted to smack this lady so bad, but I restrained myself. My supervisor came over and told both of them that they needed to leave or they would be escorted out by the police. Surprise, surprise, the Karen wasn't having it. So the police got there about five minutes later, escorted her off of the pool property, and she was banned from ever coming to the pool ever again. About two weeks later, though, she ended up trying to come back to the pool again with her son. She came in, ignored the sign-in sheet, and just told her kid to get in the pool. We called the cops, and she was fined for trespassing. She left screaming with her screaming brat following behind her. She tried to start stuff online, saying that we're apparently discriminating against her, but that was honestly the end of it. That incident made me stop lifeguarding altogether. $8 an hour was not nearly enough for me to have to deal with this kind of garbage. What an awful parent. She actively said to her kid, hey, go swim in the pool while there's a thunderstorm, just out of spite, and then threaten the lifeguards if they even tried to intervene. I mean, this lady should not have kids. I'm honestly surprised that protective services didn't get involved, because this is just super dangerous for her son. I mean, she just put him out there and said, okay, go swim around, as if this isn't some 
like life-threatening situation. But at the end of the day, the supervisor took care of it and that lady got banned. And I think everybody that goes to that pool will be better off without that lady being around. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you would like to submit your own story. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay for my family's vacation? I live with my wife and my two kids. My father passed away three years ago and he left me 75% of his money and the business he had been running his entire life and left my mom with the other 25%. Since then, my family has been acting weird towards me. I am known to be a giving person and I donate about $1,000 to charity every month. I paid for four of my cousin's college funds and one time my mom sat me down and told me that my aunt, who I wasn't really close with, is going to ask me for vacation money, which is expensive for where they wanted to go, and told me to just give her the money because she is her favorite sister. I told her that she doesn't have the right to tell me what to do with my money or that I should just hand it out to someone that I don't even know that well. Fast forward to three weeks ago in a family gathering. My sister-in-law's fiance told me that his calculations for the engagement ring, the house, and the honeymoon were off and that he can't afford the house and has to downgrade to a smaller house and he was asking me how to tell his fiance all of this. So I told him not to think about it and I bought them the house that they wanted and told him to just save his money. Four days ago in their wedding, my family decided they wanted to all go to this fancy hotel and decided that I'm going to be the one to pay for it. All of this without telling me a single word. Two days later, they broke the news to me and demanded that I will be paying because I have loads of money and I can easily afford it. At this point, I just basically told them that I am not their sugar daddy and I started yelling that I am not responsible for your financial decisions. And after that, I just took my kids and I left immediately without saying goodbye or anything like that. I recently got a call from my mom saying that I'm apparently selfish for not being thankful for the amount of money I have. So I just hung up and blocked them all. So again, I asked the question, am I the jerk for not paying for everything in my family's life? This story is the living embodiment of every fear I have towards winning the lottery or somehow inheriting this great, massive amount of money. Because everybody around you is going to change. Suddenly, aunts, uncles, nephews, cousins, all these people you never had anything to do with are going to be stepping into your life demanding some piece of the pie. So I have a lot of sympathy for this person for inheriting all this money from their passed away father. But I don't think for a second you're the jerk for deciding how and where you spend that money. That money is yours to use as you please. It's not a piggy bank for everybody to dip their hands into. It sounds like this person got a lot of money out of this too because they're able to spend quite a bit of money based on what they're describing. But that doesn't mean that you have to pay for every little thing that comes up in someone's life. Like honestly, how obnoxious would that be? So I totally understand where this person's coming from, where they are at their wit's end and they decide that I gotta block these people out of my life, otherwise I'm gonna go crazy. So no, you're not the jerk, but I really do hope you find some solution to your problems and that you're able to have some semblance of a relationship with your family without them constantly trying to reach their hand into your pocket just for a little bit of cash. My boyfriend is an extreme nihilist and it's wearing me down. My boyfriend and I have been together for one and a half years now and generally things are great. We both have our fair share of baggage but are good at communicating with each other to work through any issues arising from them. However, there's one thing that just keeps regularly coming up and causing issues. It's a weird one. It's his extreme nihilistic and pessimistic attitude where he believes that humans are a plague on the earth so we should all just be wiped out. He keeps saying he wants Putin to nuke the whole planet and he's currently feeling really disappointed that it's not happened yet. I am also a nihilist but with a much more cheerful take on it. My belief is that nothing matters and so we should just enjoy the time we have. Try and take everything we can 
take joy in little things, and let everyone else do the same without judgment. In contrast, his take on this is that nothing matters, and so what's the point in being alive? Every time we come across something to do with Russia, a news story about an awful crime, or a story about some celebrity, he gets really riled up and rants about how we all should just be wiped out, or if not, maybe he should just be unalived himself and get it over with. These comments also come out of nowhere without anyone prompting him to say that. Obviously, this is really upsetting me, and I always try to be empathetic and tell him how much I love him, then try to point out all the good in the world. It just seems to be like water off a duck's back, though, and the conversations are starting to take a toll on me mentally, too. I encourage him to get therapy, which he's currently on a waiting list for, but I just don't know how to cope with this in the meantime. He used to only have these conversations privately, but now he's having these rants publicly with his friends, too, especially when he's under the influence, and his friends have started to take notice and are just as shocked as I am when he does this. I've also tried to talk to him about this when he's not worked up, and all it does is ends up with him becoming angry about it or apologizing to me and saying that he'll stop, but it doesn't ever work. It's just such a weird topic that I just don't know how to approach in any way. I feel like he just doesn't understand that his viewpoint is extreme, and I don't know how to help him move away from that. It's really starting to wear me down. What should I do? It sounds like he's very depressed and he has a very negative worldview. I know people who are nihilistic, but this is a whole nother type of extreme. I think therapy can't come soon enough, but you need to make it very clear that this type of talk is scary for you and that it genuinely makes you very uncomfortable to hear this type of talk. I think if things still don't improve, you might need to consider whether or not you want to be in that type of relationship. I think you really could make it work. I think there are just some steps that he definitely needs to take in order to make this work. My girlfriend broke up with me, but still wants to be best friends and text and call all the time, and I don't know what to do about it. My ex-girlfriend and I were together for three years. Without going into much detail, we had the best relationship and everything was great, I thought. We would see each other every day and most weekends as we went to high school together. With high school being over, she is now going to university and I'm working full-time. My weekends are free and I have time to be with her, but she claims her weekends are filled with university and studying, meaning she can't hang out much. Long story short, she decided that we should break up as she didn't have time for me anymore. However, she still wants to be my best friend. She wants to text and call me every day. Also, she wants to try and hang out at least once a month, but as friends. As of yesterday, we hung out in person for the first time as being just friends. This was extremely hard for me as it didn't feel right and I felt super restricted in what I could and couldn't do and what I could and could not say as we were just friends now. I don't know if this is something I can get used to, especially because I felt super upset and heartbroken the whole time I was with her. It feels I'm being constantly reminded that we aren't together anymore. It hurts bad knowing that we are only friends now and things aren't going to be the same as they once were. It's always on my mind, especially because she texts and calls me every day. I've explained how I felt to her, but she says it will be easier over time and we should just keep being best friends because she wants me in my life and can't lose me apparently. I don't know what to do. I feel stuck, but also I want her in my life, but it also hurts as well. What should I do? It sounds like this is a one-sided breakup and I don't think it's super healthy for them to try and stick it out and still be best friends and text each other and call each other all the time. Like they were in a relationship together for three years and suddenly she just wants to break it off because she's going to university and she still wants to be friends. Like if this were me, I would definitely want some space away from this situation. It's not fair to put yourself through something like this if it's not something you're ready to do. And I can understand where this guy is coming from where he's like, well, wait a second. We were in a relationship texting and calling all the time, but suddenly because there's some distance, we can't then continue the relationship by texting and calling all the time. And now we've broken up and you still want to text and call all the time, but we're not 
not a couple. If I was in his shoes, I could definitely see where he's coming from. So in my opinion, I think maybe scaling things back and maybe making her more of an acquaintance and slowly accepting that you're not going to be with her anymore might be your best course of action. Because honestly, she does not get to dump you and then still try to keep you around on her terms. He probably would be better off and just break this off and look for someone else who really will care for him. Today, I messed up by trying to get my girlfriend to play video games with me, only to then find out she's been cheating on me. I have been dating my girlfriend for just about three years now. We met in spring of 2019 and moved in with each other in December of that year, right before the pandemic. Then, in the winter of 2021, she decided to break up with me, saying that she just didn't feel like she was in love with me anymore. We had definitely been struggling a bit and fighting over stupid stuff and had partially opened up our relationship. I was hit pretty hard with this and moved in with a buddy of mine while trying to juggle split custody of our puppy. I never really got over her and was really sad, to be honest. Trying to win her back, begging for another chance, I tried to move on, but we started talking again and things felt like they were going really good, so we decided to give things another try. This was right about after Valentine's Day and we agreed to be exclusive again in late February, early March. We had been attending couples therapy and one thing that was suggested was trying to find mutually enjoyable activities or to try to get into each other's hobbies. I've always been an avid PC gamer and a couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend asked about wanting to play games with me. This made me super excited and I started talking about building a computer for her. But after some thought, I decided I would build a new computer for myself and give her my old computer. The parts showed up throughout the week before. I built my new computer last week and we had talked about getting her set up and started playing with me yesterday, which also so happened to be on my birthday. We were planning to go to my parents' house for dinner in the early afternoon and the plan was to get things set up in the morning so that once we got back from dinner, we could jump right into playing. We had talked about a few games to play and were setting up to play some World of Warcraft. My girlfriend had gone out running, come back, and hopped into the shower. So while she was showering, I jumped in and tried to get her signed in. Part of this process involved putting in her phone number and receiving a verification code. Now, I had been a bit insecure after the breakup and getting back together. So after putting in the verification code, I just scanned her other text messages. And right there at the top was the text message I didn't want to see. It said something along the lines of, if you're going to stop talking to me, just let me know. And while I know I shouldn't have being insecure, I opened the conversation. It was some dirty text messages, if you know what I mean. Going all the way back till mid-April, when this guy had gotten a new phone number and sent her a new text message. It was mostly initiated from his side, but there was also some times that she had initiated the conversation. I'll spare you the details, but these conversations were not PG, if you know what I mean. At this point, my head was ringing. My hands were shaking because I didn't know how to react to this information. We are about an hour and a half from going over to my parents' house to celebrate my birthday with dinner. I confronted her and she said that she liked the attention. She has always had a thing for having a sugar daddy and has been fairly open about that, which has always caused me a bit of insecurity. Not like she always brought it up, but it was something we talked about when we were in a more casual beginning stage of dating. And then I just always felt insecure because I make okay money, but nothing great. And I'm not a silver fox or anything. She told me that she had decided that she was going to pour all of her attention into our relationship at the beginning of the month and had decided to cut this other guy off. At this point, I asked to have full access to her phone for a little bit so that I could look through everything and she agreed. I found another similar text conversation, this one a bit older with someone else she had worked with, another similar sugar daddy type of person. Then I went to some other apps like her Twitter where I found she had sent pictures of her body to a couple of guys as well, if you know what I mean. At this point, I was starting to feel sick, so I gave her phone back to her. She wanted to talk, so we talked for a little bit, with her promising, of course, that it was all over and behind her, stating that she had rededicated herself to me and just 
just us. She said she would do anything to prove to me that I would never have to worry about anything like this happening again. She asked to go over to my parents' house with me, and I obliged, as I didn't know what else to do. We went over to my parents' house, and we had a nice dinner. And then my family has a cute tradition, where when we are celebrating someone's birthday or some kind of holiday, we take turns going around the table, saying something we love and appreciate about the person we are celebrating. When my dad spoke his part, he complimented us both as a power couple, and I just couldn't stop myself from crying. I was crying as everyone spoke their part, so it wasn't too telling, but I just felt horrible. We went back home and just spent the afternoon sleeping in the bedroom. She fell asleep on the couch, and I went back and looked at her phone, and she had deleted the text conversations and messaged her best friend about how horrible she felt. I haven't talked to anyone about this yet because part of me wants to work through it, and I worry that if I told anyone like my family, they would never let me work through it alone, or if I stayed with her, they would judge her for the rest of her life. I have therapy later this week where I'm going to discuss these issues, but I just don't know what to do in the meantime. What should I do? This is a crazy situation to be in because it sounds like this lady has clearly been getting around to a lot of other guys, and her interest is in having a sugar daddy, which is basically having someone who will take care of her every need and give her money for whatever she needs, and that would basically be that. I would understand if this was like a one-off situation where she was messaging this one guy, but from the sounds of it, she's been messaging and sending pictures to a lot of guys recently, and a part of me really kind of wants to believe that she is rededicated to this relationship specifically, and I think there is some evidence of that with her messaging her friends saying how she feels so bad and terrible about the situation they're in, but at the end of the day, this is super sketchy. I'm not sure if I would personally want to be with someone who is so easily led away to go be with another guy. That's a pretty toxic situation to be stuck in, and the fact that you now know about this by having to look through her phone, which I'm not really a fan of to be honest, is more than enough proof that she's willing to hide this type of behavior from you behind your back. And sure, you probably could make this work, but honestly, I just don't see that happening. Because who's to say you aren't the boyfriend that she's hiding from somebody else? It really makes you think where her loyalty actually is. So in my opinion, I think it might be time to start looking at another relationship because you can do so much better than this. Today I messed up by thinking that my neighbor had passed away. In order to set up this story, you need to know that the section of my building that I live in has some seriously long hallways. Think like The Shining. Between my unit and the elevator, which is a good 100 meters or so away, there are approximately 20 units. Given that this is a large building with relatively small units, we all frequently can smell a large variety of smells coming from one another's units. I feel like this is super common in most buildings. Other than the first few months of my pregnancy, this has never bothered me because I have a pretty strong stomach and can handle some pretty bad smells, to be honest. Now, this is where I messed up. My husband and I gathered up the baby and the dog and were heading out for an afternoon walk. Because we had the stroller, we had to take the elevator. Partway down the hall, we started to smell something really foul. This isn't that surprising, given that we have had a few incidents with people on our floor, leaving garbage on the floor of the shoot room. But as we kept walking, it didn't smell like garbage. And it was starting to smell incredibly strong, but only getting stronger. The smell was so foul, unfamiliar, and overpowering that we were straight up worried someone in one of the units had passed away and was rotting on the floor. I ended up gagging it was so bad. Obviously, we were both concerned and made sure to tell the front desk on our way out that, hey, there's a crazy smell on our floor and we think that somebody passed away. He naturally seemed alarmed and assured us he would check it out. We found out later that evening that when the front desk went to check out the smell, he also almost threw up. When he found the right unit, it turns out that they were cooking fish, which none of us could believe because it smelled nothing like fish and everything like a rotting corpse. He told us that he advised those people in that unit not to eat whatever they were prepping because it didn't smell right and you might get sick. 
and that the smell was so bad that it was concerning the neighbors and him. So thankfully, our neighbor was still alive, and we didn't have to worry that something more serious was going on. That's actually really funny because I'm sure the neighbors had no idea that they were eating something so bad. Like, you ever have a food that you're so accustomed to it smelling like garbage that you eventually go nose blind to it and you just can't smell how bad it is? But you're so used to it that you're like, yeah, this is fantastic. That's probably what was going on here. Thankfully, though, the neighbors were still alive, and the only thing anyone had to worry about was some fish that definitely did not smell right. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.